Hello, my friends. Andy and Hedia coming to you live from East Lake Village, Gerbilin, California. The whole title of where we live. It's long. Oh, this is where I get to relax. <laughs> I get to. You're doing this show all by yourself I today. I get to sit down and. Nope. And don't have to like stir anything. Oh. Or chop, chop, chop. Oh, look at my thumb. My, oh no, what'd you do? I cut it with that very sharp knife. Oh, I'm sorry. That knife is super sharp. It is. I mean, it barely touched my finger and I lost <laughs> I lost my my whole my entire <laughs> thumb. I, I glued it back together with some gorilla glue. Uh but yeah, it's like I barely touched my skin and it's like went slicing right through. Oh. Blood all over the meat. I bet you didn't even taste the blood in the meat. I didn't get to eat the meat. Oh, that's right. <laughs> It was okay because I used that uh, taco sauce. Oh, Nobody could even tell. Hit it. Yeah. Just, just put it right over the top. Good for you. Yeah. I didn't even know. Improvise. Don't tell the kids. Uh, hey, go to resurrectministry.com. The blood of Andy is a lot different than the blood of Christ. Yes. Just so you know. I'm not sure. If but it has that. the blood of Christ in it. Yeah. Well, there you go. Resurrectministry.com. That's where you'll find all kinds of shenanigans. No. All kinds of um, uh, videos and you struggle with this. What is it? You say the same thing every day for months now. I told you I'm kind of worn out. I know. A lot of driving. I hear track you. Track me today to go to. Really? Oh. You had a track meet to go to today? Yeah. <laughs> you mean the, the drop? I went there three up? times actually. I went to the track meet three times. Because <laughs> she. Um, oh, a glorious thing is kind of happening right now is that the, the two teenagers have no phones. We talked about this yesterday. The three teenagers. Or does one of them have one now? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Three. Three teenagers. Um, it's been actually pretty cool. Yes. So she didn't have a, she, well, the reason I had to go to this track meet is because my daughter was dropped off there uh, because she wanted to hang out with her friends and watch her friends compete and cheer for them. Uh, but she didn't have a cell phone. And she goes, I go, when is it done? She goes, I think around five. So I dropped her off. I returned at five because I said before I left, find a friend's phone and text me. Thanks, and she didn't text me. That's fantastic. Thanks, so I drove back. I go, I had to look for her in like 200 people. <laughs> I found her. And she goes, oh, it's not over till seven. Yikes. So I left and I came back. Here. There you go. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Schnickums. <laughs> Cold and wet. Hi, hey, Kate. Kate. Nice to see you. Cold and wet in uh, Canberra. Canberra. Uh, that is in Australia. Yes. Is it? Uh, it's true, right, uh, Kate? That um, and you probably know this is that our summer is their winter and our winter is their summer. Yes. Yeah. So, but actually, it's. I think somebody told me. I, I mean, I saw somebody on online saying it was snowing or raining wherever they were. So they're going through a little. It's bit still of a lake. cold out here, and it's May. Yeah. And she says, "Yes, it is." All right. With all that, I'm going to get to the devotional. I know that's why you're not you're not here to listen about how many trips to the track meet I went to today. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Uh, we're here for Smith Wigglesworth. Uh, it's his devotional called Smith Wigglesworth Devotional, funny enough. And it's for May 11th, Crazy Legs 11. You ever play bingo? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel another story coming on. <laughs> it's entitled from human to divine the reference is ephesians 3 6 and it says the gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body 
and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel. The scripture reading is First Corinthians. First Corinthians. Oh my gosh, First Corinthians fifteen forty-one through fifty-five. Smith says, "Thank God for the glorious transformation He makes in us, taking us from fallen humanity into divine life. The God of all grace sees us. He knows us. He is acquainted with us. He is bending over us to that His." So that his infinite, glorious, exhaustless pressure may move us today. What can please him more than to see his sons and daughters clothed in their right minds, listening to his voice, their eyes and ears awake, coming into the treasury of the Most High? If only we could comprehend today more than ever before why the Gentiles have been brought into the glories of his treasury to feed on the finest of the wheat, to drink at the riches of his pleasure, to be filled with the God of love that has no measure. Without doubt, the greatest mystery of all all time from the commencement of creation to now is Christ made manifest in human flesh. What could be greater than eternal life working working mightily through eternal death? What can be greater than the natural the nature and appearance of Adam being changed by a new mature, new nature that is the fullness of the expression of the Father in heaven. Everybody recognizes the Adamic race, but may God today let us understand fullness, the divine reflection. May he put us in the glorious position so that we may be changed, the living manifestation of the power of God, that we may be changed the living manifestation of the power of God changing our appearance. May he allow us to see the very expression of the Father until the terrestrial will pass away and the celestial will come and the righteousness of his glory will press through all our humanity. Heaven will have an exhibition in us that it never before could have and all the saints will be gathered the very expression of the master's face and face and the very glory of the father will be in us. Oh, that the breath of heaven would move us today until we would feel whatever happened that we must move on to get ready for exit. Thought for today to be conformed to this world is all loss, but to be transformed from this world is all gain. Amen. Amen. So you have uh, visited this particular subject. This, uh, this scripture mm-hmm. uh, just two hours ago. Really? I had a very busy day today. <laughs> well, tell me about it. Did you go to any track meets? I had no. <laughs> I had, we did the Remnant Rising episode, mm-hmm. and it was on um, believers prepping for the last days. And I talked about the article. Mm-hmm. So that kind of racked my brain. That was a little hard. And then I have this Bible graduate study class on Ezekiel that has a tremendous amount of homework. And it had this video that we had to watch from Kay, who runs Precept Upon Precept, which is the study. And I was trying to find Kay's last name, and I can't find it, but she's a, she's a genius. Kay's like a hardcore Bible teacher. And she was explaining Ezekiel, I, I won't go too much in depth to it, but explaining where the church age fits in the timeline of humanity and what 
Wigglesworth is describing here from 1 Corinthians 15. Kay Arthur, thank you, Michelle. Uh, what uh, Smith is describing is that, from 1 Corinthians 15 is that time when we're taken up and our bodies are given the new body and the incorruptible body. And so after I'd finished this study, my mind was like just exploding. And I was trying to, because she gave this a really amazing timeline, extremely helpful. And I just wanted, and I'm going through that ritual that we discussed yesterday of asking the Lord to order my steps every day, every minute. Mm -hmm. And he's like, sit and ponder this. But of course I didn't. And then I sat here and I saw the scripture and I said, whoops, that's why he wanted me to ponder it. But uh, thankfully it has come back to me a little bit. So. All right, let's hear about it. Well, it was just that. <laughs> First Corinthians 15, I, I, we could read it. And I, I think, think that's important because uh, there's so much in that scripture that I think really ties into the devotional. And so Smith is referring to it, not only that what happens to us in the rapture when we finally get our incorruptible bodies, but I think he's also trying to give it to the present sense where the, the Lord really wants to dress us in this life. Mm -hmm. You know, and he wants the bride ready. And, and Alejandro, my co-host, talks about this a lot, about having oil in our lamps and being dressed in fine linen in case like you get the fine linen from your good deeds. So that when he comes for the bride and comes for the rapture, because not all Christians go up in the rapture, you know, mm -hmm. people who think they're Christians and aren't actually uh, have, the, don't actually have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, then they don't go up. And so this scripture describes that transformation. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. For one star differs from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness and it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body and it is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. However, the spirit is not first, but the natural, and afterward the spiritual. The first man was of the earth, made of dust. The second man is a Lord from heaven. As was the man of dust, so also are we made of dust. And as in the heavenly man, so also are we heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom. Nor does corruption inherit incorruption. So behold, I tell you a mystery. This is where she starts. We shall not all sleep, but we all shall be changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of the eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible is put on incorruption and this mortal is put on immortality, then shall be brought to the past the saying that is written, death is swallowed up by victory. Oh, death, where is your sting? And oh, Hades, where is your victory? So Taunting. He's taunting. Yes. Like, <laughs> eh, you lost. Death, where's your sting? Nothing. nothing. You have nothing. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, that rapture when we're caught up. 
and we get to get rid of this old tent and get that fabulous new body. It's at the perfect weight, the perfect age. <laughs> we don't have to, we don't have to worry about all these things that, that drive us crazy now. Wow. And we come back to rule and reign in the millennial with, with Jesus Christ. So one of the things that is, uh, so in the study of Ezekiel, one of the hardest things to wrap um, one's mind around is that the first half, um, chapters one through 32, is about pre, um, pre-exile. And so Ezekiel, that's the time in which he exists when right before they go into exile um, in Babylon. And the second half is about after, right before the millennial kingdom. So it skips over past, basically leaps over the church age and starts back again with prophecy that leads up to the millennial age. And so it's very hard to follow. And as a Christian, it's very hard to understand. And that's why Jack keeps teaching us, Pastor Jack Cavalry Chapel Chino Hills, that the, the, the Bible begins and ends with the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. And so the, the Jewish age, so the Old Testament tells the stories of the prophets and what God's commandments were to them. In the middle comes Jesus in the church age, and then we leave and it goes back to Israel and the building of the new temple in the new Jerusalem, and we come back with Christ to rule and reign. We will judge the angels even, and we'll be on the white horses with fine clothes of linen. And so uh, the chapters that we're in right now, 40, 41, 42, 43, are all about the new temple. And it's a lot of, a lot of tedious, somewhat tedious scripture about cubits and feet and doors and, and goats and rams and bulls. And you're just kind of like, oh my God, what is this? And and so she's like, you know, it's really important not just to read the inspirational, fuzzy, feel-good parts of the Bible, mm-hmm. but to also read the rest of the scripture to try and understand that God has this master plan that we're a part of. Wow. It's, it's really deep stuff. So if the, if the I want to call it a course that you're going through. It's not a course, but yeah. it's a, it feels like a course. <laughs> it feels like a course. If it takes a course to understand the Bible, how's a, a rookie like myself, although I've been reading the Bible for 30 years, supposed to understand the Bible? Well, there's parts of it. So it's it's trying to understand the totality of the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. It's just trying to spend more and more time. We all start at one place and we all go at different paces, how much of the Bible we want to absorb. So the Holy Spirit, I mean, you see it all the time. You, the Holy Spirit will speak to you just on a single verse. He'll open his word no matter where you start or end. Mm-hmm. But when you really develop a passion and a longing to truly understand all of it, um, then you have to do a deep dive. I don't believe it's possible otherwise. Hmm. Kind of reminds me of math. Like you can learn to do math and you can learn to get through life with, with basic math. Adding and then maybe a little algebra from now and again. Solving uh, for X. But if you really want to get deep into math, you got to get into uh, you know, trigonometry. Calculus. Calculus. Yes. It's still math. Yes. But it's a, d- a deeper relationship with math. Yes. <laughs> Very true. I have two good analogies in a row. Yesterday was my brain. All right. How little I use. <laughs> <laughs> we all. How little we all use. Today, but yeah, so if anyone hasn't heard of it, it's called Precept Upon Precept, and the just the Bible studies are amazing, amazing. 
mean, I haven't experienced anything like it. Also a shame. Yours, yours is so much deeper than mine. The only, <laughs> the only thing um, that really comes to mind is that we are in this moment that we are living is that we just, we need to be um, as, as righteous and as close to God as possible on a daily basis. Amen. Unlike how I used to be, which was on Sunday between nine and 1030. Ish. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, on occasion when I was in my men's group and we were on a good, Oh, I, that sounds really good. I'm going to be really holy now for about five minutes, but um, it's just a, taking on this, this new body, this new life, this new creation. This new man, huh? I knew I was going to come up with it. Ooh. This new man is so important because we don't know, we don't know the time or the day or the hour. And every day presents new challenges yeah. that you just, you want to have your wits about you, right? That you're just yeah. like, it's almost like driving a rough terrain or like you're suddenly caught in a snowstorm and you're like, well, okay, wait a minute. I need to concentrate because mm. this is not. Uh, this isn't just a, a stroll. This isn't just cruising down the road anymore. Right. Uh, I think that life is presenting itself that way. And I think the Lord is quickening us to be ready. And, right. and that is, that requires discipline. And I just want to say to the audience, as I say to my husband, I am super, super proud of you. I mean, like watching you the past couple of months, I can't even tell you, I can't even tell you the massive transformation that I have seen and the, I mean, you were wonderful to begin with, but just, I'm talking about uh, when we, one of the first nights of the Bible study that we started to attend together, the life group that we attended together, um, we were praying over you and the Lord gave me this vision of you as this mighty man of valor. And I literally saw somebody dressed like in 18th century armor and it was this, it was a very, very majestic picture of you. And I, and I literally feel like you're walking into every day, walking into an element of that. And it's, it's just beautiful to watch. Congratulations. Thank you. It's all God. <laughs> um, day to day life feels different. It must. I yeah. mean, you're living different. Yeah. I mean, I mean, for for over a year now, maybe the last two years, um, I I have been and just to bring this back to where what I got from the devotional is that now that I think even the kids see that, that I'm doing things a little bit differently and not not the same guy is that. They, they believe me now more than what I was telling them before. I mean, in elementary school. It's, it's walking the walk. Yeah. So in elementary school, I started this thing where, they, where I would tell the boys, I said, listen, and the girls and, and um, uh, Ray and even Courtney said, you know, you want to, I want you to leave my car when I drop you off at school or when I leave you and you go off to hang out with your friends is I want you to be the different person in the crowd. Right. To not partake in foul language and jokes and and it's not easy i mean it, it obviously not and they say well dad you know wow and they want to argue but I, I i don't like like you were uh talking about you know the period of time that you're praying over uh, zara is that you don't give up yeah it can be annoying to them but constantly especially when they go to parties you know sure. the parties where they're jet where there's no teachers around 
is that I say, listen, you gotta, you, you have to understand that we, we are different. We, we, we live our lives differently. And I, I want you to, to do your very best to not partake in those things. And if it's happening and, and it gets to a place where, you know, that if, if Jesus was there, that you, he would be looking at you like, bruh, that you need to walk away or call me and I'll come get you. And I thought it was so great that, that we have this. And then on Sunday with Jack, and I've looked for, for this part of the video, uh, but they've, they've deleted the second service, which we were in, uh. where uh, Jack told of the story. Pastor Jack Hibbs told the story that earlier in the week or the day, uh, uh, or I think it was the day before, uh, that he had been hanging out with some cops. And one of the cops told him the story that he was at a training uh, and a Navy SEAL guy had been, was teaching it. And there were some other Navy SEALs there and they were teaching probably entry or tactics or something like that, or, you know, shooting techniques. And it was an entire day, an entire day of this teaching and everybody else is partaking in F you and you're, you're a jerkwad, but using other words yes. uh, and all this kind of stuff. But yet the, it, but yet the instructor never did. And the supervisor who was overseeing what was going on, because the norm is to just be full of, sailor talk yeah i, I mean i i've obviously partake partook of that a lot um and and the the sergeant went up to the to the seal and said you know these guys have been talking a lot of smack and you you have not participated and he goes well i'm you know the lord does not want me to talk like that and it's and he said, the sergeant said, I knew it. I knew you were a Christian. I knew that you would, this why, but it was so obvious. Exactly. And that's kind of what I was talking, I've been talking to the kids for years, but now, you know, in the, the three previous years, they're going, but dad, right. But now they can say, now they have you're, no, they have no comeback. You're practicing <laughs> what you preach. They have no comeback. And not that with the kids, especially, I mean, every so often, maybe a, an A word or an S word would slip out. Or I would purposely do that just to kind of make them laugh. But it's not funny to do that. Hmm. Right? And so even that has stopped. Yes. And so. Um, you don't even the, know the conversation we had about you this morning, too. Oh. With the kids. Oh, wow. We were talking about the summer and them going away and stuff and what they plan to do. And and we we're just talking about their schedule. And mm. then the issue of the phone came up. Oh, yeah, my mom was mad, blah, blah, blah. And, and can you believe my dad actually ended up agreeing with my mom? And I was like, yeah. I was like, your, your dad wished your mom a happy Mother's Day. And Kelly in the backseat was like, he did what? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, he wished her a happy Mother's Day. And he's like, no, he did not. <laughs> And I was like, yes, uh, are you watching this transformation in your dad? He's like, I cannot believe that. He's like, I, I mean, he literally did not believe it, oh. you know? And so I just think that it is, it, that will rub off on all of us. The kindness and the compassion is going to rub off on the children. It, it, it affects our relationship. It, it affects the relationship, his friends, his friends yesterday, some of Andy's friends yesterday were, he was talking about how his posts, uh, his Facebook posts have softened a little bit. They're not as they're they're not as as mean and and insulting. And one of his friends was like, "I liked you better the other way." <laughs> and it's not a surprise to me. It is not a surprise to me because even the Lord says that in the Bible that you know that people just don't even want you to change, and they want you to stay that way mm. uh, because that's what they're comfortable with and that's what they do. You know, um, so not everybody's going to appreciate the transformation, but. Mm. 
This Falco family does. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that story with Jack. I was trying to find it so bad. I was looking uh, and they, they delete. They don't have, uh, keep up all three services. Right. They only keep up the, I don't know if it's the best one or it's the first one. I don't know. But um, I uh, wasn't able to. Oh, you to, told it. I don't know how I told it, but it's he. the way he's told the story was so much better. No. Uh, Hooked on Jesus says. The math analogy was excellent. We have the basic gospel of Christ crucified for our sin, which by grace through faith is sufficient. But God's truth can be so much deeper and amazing. Oh, absolutely. Awesome. Kate says. The Holy Spirit teaches us on a daily basis. Whatever I need, he provides and directs my steps. I just need to open his word and deliberately study it. Absolutely. Yeah. And that, I mean, back to the little bit of the math analogy is that, you know, you, we can understand what the Bible saying, you know, in, in the basics when you're actually learning to listen to what it says and you, you do get some of the Christianese down and understand what it means to be crucified, to be sanctified, to all these things. I've studied sanctified for so long one day and I go, <laughs> I just don't, I don't understand. I, I don't know. It was certain ways that yeah, it was being used. No, I mean, it, it is a, it's, it is a Christian concept. Yeah. It's not something you grow up with. Yes. Yeah, so I was watching videos on it and, uh, and then I wrote what they were saying down because I have to write things down. Yes, I really, do too. To really connect with the little, the little brain, gray matter in my head. Um, but, but it's so awesome to, to really hear and see what is being said. It, it just jumps out at you that you could use it. Almost anything that you read on a daily basis, if not everything that you Man. read on a daily basis. But then as we're sitting in the uh, Bible study on Monday, the life group on mm. Monday, uh, and they brought up a little graph, which we'll bring to you on a later date that like, oh my gosh, that is so, yes. there's a little graph to explain some of the concepts was like, wow just like opened up so many windows and Absolutely. doors and, and uh, basement doors and attic doors. I mean, it was like, oh my gosh, that explains so much. Just this little compartments. Yes. So very cool. Um, thank you for sharing uh, the conversation today. I didn't know that that had happened. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I almost kind of wished I would have, you would have recorded like Kelly, like going, oh, what? did you tell them the whole thing I wrote? Because the, the first part was, you know, just I knew that I, I felt in church. I felt in church based on what was being um, said, that the earlier thought I had of sending her that message of Happy Mother's Day was like a huge deal. And if you don't know, we cannot stand each other. We can't even be in the same room together. It's been very, it's been a, a, a very bad eight-ish years of a divorce that is just so bad. Um which is I mean, unfortunate. Even taking her to court to kind of sue her to have something to happen. That's how bad it is. Um, that for me to say happy Mother's Day is a big deal. And Kelly understands how big of a deal that was. But then you had the great idea. No, you had the idea. Well, I mean, the, the additional idea of saying what a great mother she was. That's no, that's your idea. <laughs> Word, the words just came out of my mouth it was it was the holy spirit yeah well adding that was that took that took church that took jack because i wasn't going to add the part and thank you for being a great mom which was the second part of the message um that was so not gonna happen that was not gonna happen when we talked about it in the car on the way to church it was not gonna happen i could just tell you right now there was not even a like i almost like said what no you no way say, well, what do you no. think I'm, no and then God spoke to me in church. 
through the worship, through Jack's message, and said, come on. Come on. This this needs to be done. Yeah. And uh, there it went. It went out. And uh, got a great message back. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I told them that, too. I said, I think your mom was so astonished. She didn't know what to do. She said, wow. (laughs) It was, wow, thanks. (laughs) Well, it was good. It'll it, take time. It's caused uh, more conversation. We've um, had more, way more conversation about the kids. Not about us. Not about what's going on with us. But about the kids. Great. And it, it opened up a it opened up a, a door of uh, communication that we didn't have before. Hmm. Now we just got to keep it. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like the concept of, uh, you know, what kind of government do you have? A republic, if you can keep it. Well, it's like we talked about yesterday Mm -hmm. is to take the time to ask the Holy Spirit because the simplest thing I finished reading, I had 20 minutes left before I had to pick up my daughter. And I was like, Lord, what do I do? What do I do now with this time? And he's like, go back over the scripture because we were going to see it again. You know, it's literally asking him and surrendering Everything, surrendering every single day to experience him in the in the way in which Smith has described. Right. The message on Sunday from Jack, and this is one that maybe a few of you may may have something like this going on. It had to do with forgiveness mm. and forgiving others that have um, wronged us or that we have wronged and caused turmoil, especially in family and friends, especially yes. family. Um, and so there may be that. I, I, I can't tell you how difficult. It is. I mean, this wasn't even a phone call, right? In the past, you'd have to call the person up and say, "Right, Happy Mother's Day." <laughs> At least on a text, I, I took out the 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 groan, right, and the tone, and the active, you know, whatever it wasn't. It was just, it was really quick. It was in the bathroom, by the way. Um, that. It was just that it was difficult. And I know that one or more of you have that person that you need to reach out and do the same thing. That, um, but it, 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 it was, free. it was free. <laughs> I was, it was free. It was freeing. Right. And that's what the Lord promised. Amazingly freeing. So consider that if you, if you can watch a Sunday's message, if you, if you need, um, it may be something that will speak to you too. Just listen to Jack's uh, pastor, uh, Jack Hibbs. Um, Calvary Chapel Chino Hills message uh, from last Sunday um, and see if um, it does the same thing. It just moves you just to send that little text message because we have that ability now. It yes. kind of removes that that uh, need to have to call somebody. Yes. Marco Zuno. I love that name. Mm-hmm. Can I have it? Marcus says, Marcos says. My biggest challenge is to forgive myself and move forward. Mm-hmm. Why is this so difficult? Oh, oh that's a good one. Marcos. I, have, I had to do the same thing. It is about condemnation. There is mm. no condemnation in Christ Jesus. And it is accepting, really accepting with our heart and our mind and our souls that uh, our sins were nailed to the cross, our sins against ourselves and against others. And that's why, uh, one, repentance is so important. Uh, so making sure you go through the whole process of repentance to the Lord and, and, and giving those burdens over to the Lord to receive um, the grace for them, uh, forgiveness. So 
strife with other people, with family and friends, is asking for forgiveness or forgiving the other person to be freed from that bondage. But these all uh, end up strongholds in our lives if we don't surrender them to Christ. And if we don't accept the grace and the transformation, the old is gone and the new has come. We've been given a new body. We have the righteousness of Christ in us. Our power, his power is made perfect in our weakness. These are all scriptures that the Lord speaks over us to remind us that we are a new creation. And it's really important to internalize that or we will relive um, our mistakes. And that's something about the graph that Andy was saying is that we have these like triggering events and we have a choice to make where we either take God, the God's protection or our own protection and our own protection leads to destructive behavior. God's protection, uh, protection leads to fruit of the spirit. And so we constantly are faced with obstacles or instances in our life that make us choose either direction. Mm -hmm. And we sometimes don't even realize that we have this visceral, autonomic, like instant move towards the self-protection. And the self-protection is either out of pride or anger or fear, and then we react instead of seeking God's um, protection and then showing grace and kindness and compassion and self-control. Yeah, and Marcos, I, uh, just answer also your question about why is this so, this so difficult. I'm wondering if you were raised a Catholic like I was, because guilt is a huge aspect of the Catholic faith that uh, I went through, is to, to overcome the guilt I had for everything. I mean... It was so hard when I became, when I was uh, trying to get hired on as a police department, I couldn't pass a polygraph because things kept coming up, like stealing a dollar from my, my roommate one day because I needed gas. So I went into his room and there was a dollar sitting on his dresser and I took it to get gas. That, that came up in my polygraph, the guilt <laughs> of taking that dollar uh, that I could not get over. And I had to tell the polygrapher, the polygrapher, that sounds bad. Polygraphers. No, I don't know, but no. it sounds like polygamy. Oh. <laughs> could be polygrapher. Anyway, I had to tell him, I said, he goes, what are you thinking about? I said, I stole this dollar from my roommate. I needed it to get gas in my car. He goes, really? That's it. And he wrote it down. And he, then when it came up again, he says, other than what you told me about your roommate, have you stole anything? And I said, no. And he goes, then it just was fine. Exactly. Like it just went away. So guilt is a huge factor when it comes to, uh, yes, he was raised a Catholic. See that? <laughs> Uh, yeah, Catholics. I know. And, um, and at, at one point, and the only thing that I did is that I just simply said, I had to look into a mirror. Yes, actually, I remember being in the bathroom, look in the mirror and said that I have to get rid of this instant um, feeling of guilt of everything that I've done. Because I went on from stealing a dollar to losing a business and losing a house, getting a divorce uh, with four kids, nearly going homeless. And you can imagine the guilt that goes along with that. But I had to actually look in the mirror and, and just tell myself. I do not look myself, at the things behind me no. and press forward towards the prize. <laughs> yeah. And just told, told myself that, I, Andy, I forgive you. I forgive you for the things that you've done. And it, it really is time to move forward. And I had to look at myself and forgive myself. And that's the thing I did. I don't know if that'll work for you or not, but I, and I had to mean it. It's not just saying the words and then thinking it's going to go away. I had to, I had to literally and, um, and, and, and just really feel that I let it go. 
Other things that I know that people have done is they write it down on a piece of paper and then burn the piece of paper. And it seems really odd that you have to do these things, but they're, they're, they actually have to be physical and I think, and, and what you would do if you were telling somebody to forgive them and to show it in your face and your body language and everything that you meant that, you know, I forgive you and you want to be sincere. And I think in some ways you're, your, your image in the mirror is that thing or the action of taking something, writing it down and burning it up um, and saying, I'm done with it. I'm going to, that's in the past. Well, release. as long as you are giving it over to Christ, because they stay strongholds. Yeah. You know, if you don't, if you don't surrender them to Christ, then they manifest in other ways. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's also very um, important to, to know that those sins are nailed to the cross, ultimately. Uh, and just Mark, I'm going to go back to these other messages, but uh, getting over guilt brings tears to my eyes. It's that strong. Absolutely. Aww. We're going to pray for you too, Mark. Yeah, for sure. But um, you can do it. I'm telling you, I, I've done some things with, uh, you know, with my life that uh, I wouldn't give anything to take take back. <laughs> Tell well, me about it. Most, most of it is uh, I lost some really cool things like my BMW and my big truck with the four doors. And the house, and the river house, and the boat. Lost those things. <laughs> <laughs> but really, losing the 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 sign on the door that says uh, you have to be out in thirty days, and I have four little kids, babies, and and I had to be out in thirty days, and the embarrassment of having law enforcement, and I was law enforcement at the time, coming to your door and hanging it on your door. Yikes! Oh, the embarrassment, the guilt, the the shame is just um, overwhelming, Br- brought tears to my eyes. I, I know exactly. You can do it, though, uh, Marcos. I know it for sure. Uh, back to uh, Hooked on Jesus Says. Sometimes forgiveness is so difficult because it goes against the flesh. Yes. <laughs> I think if we do it for Jesus rather than the person, it helps greatly. Mm-hmm. It will open many doors we thought were shut forever. Absolutely. I, I mean, that's what... I, that's why I keep reiterating that we have to leave it at the foot of the cross. We have to hand it over to him because only he can break the stronghold. And it's such an important part of deliverance ministry that we understand uh, that these are strongholds that our mind and the enemy and our heart still contain, even though we're saved in an instant, these memories and these processes it still exist in us. And if we don't hand them over to Christ for him to deliver us from them, um, they manifest and they will constantly reappear. So the forgiveness absolutely is, is asking Christ for forgiveness and, and, and forgiving the other person for what they did based on whatever shortcomings they may have had. Only with the strength of Jesus can, can we do these things. The flesh yes. is weak, is so sadly weak, because <laughs> if, uh, what, what, will you, what will you turn to? You turn to... Um, over the overconsumption of food, um, buying stuff, shopping sprees, gambling, alcohol, uh, drugs, uh, because we're fornication. Weak. Yeah, we 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 turn to those instead of turning to looking up to God. Look up to God and say, "Save me," because I can't I can't go back to the bottle. I can't go back to the casino because Absolutely. it always it's worse. <laughs> Not saying that you do those things, Marcos, but I'm saying I just know. Uh, that that's the that's the easy place to go that that becomes our god the bottle becomes our god the uh you know the casino becomes our church 
and uh, that's not what we want. Uh, only, only with Christ can we get through these these moments. Uh, Kate said, "I reached out to my estranged son, and I was told I was told he had COVID, so I felt compelled mm-hmm. to send a text offering homemade soup, meals, meds, etc. I haven't heard back yet, but it broke something in me." Oh, you mean broke as in a good way, like it or broke something bad? Because you didn't hear back, it broke something. Yeah, I'm so sorry to hear that. If it made you feel bad, um, Kate, because I, I, I think it's it's very important also that we don't expect immediate oh, gratification. Took the words right out of my mouth. Because that, because just because we're going through the process and we're in that relationship with Jesus doesn't mean the other person is. And that's something Pastor Jack said. He's like, you can go and apologize and you're all ready for this monumental occasion. And the person says, I'm going to call the police if you don't get off my property. (laughs) He's like, so be prepared for the worst possible reaction from the person you're talking to. But it's not about their reaction. It's about you telling the Lord, I surrender this to you, you know, and I forgive this person and I. And I understand that they may never forgive me, but I just know you forgive me and I need you to help me forgive myself. I need you to take this weight from me. I expected just a question mark to come back from my ex-wife. And so I was prepared, Uh, but I I wanted to make sure that when I, when I did it, I wanted to make sure it was for the right reasons. Right. That I, I mean, we sometimes will do things, right. Those of you that have been divorced or those of you that have been through a horrible breakup is you will say something uh, out of niceness as a weapon or right as to a, get something to, or, to get something. Yeah. Right. Uh, and it, it can't be for that. It has to be from a place of um, standing with God and from the Holy spirit. It can't be from a place of the flesh because yes. all of our words can be used as a weapon. All of our words can Good be and used bad from, words. A, from a fleshly position because then it will come back. Not that saying again, Kate, that you, that's what you're doing. I'm just saying that the expectation is also from uh, from our flesh that we would, oh, I'm going to say this and everything's going to be fine. No, I'm going to say this because that's what the Lord has called me to do. And I'm going to leave it with him. And the outcome from a, another person in their flesh could be very disappointing. But the, the, the thing is that God has called you to do something to forgive. And that's what's most important. What comes back? It may or may not be what it is that uh, you're hoping for. Um, Sherry Hoover. Hi, oh, Sherry. Yes. Amen says, to that. And we need to cut the line that reels it back to us after we've given it yes. to Jesus. Yes. yes that's that thing. A, otherwise, that thing keeps coming back. Yeah. Absolutely. And? It set me free sh- uh, of shame of having a son that didn't want me. It's a good thing. Oh, good. So glad to hear that. That's fantastic. And uh, you know what? He, it, I don't know. I, 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 I don't, I wouldn't go. So, I mean, I don't know the relationship, but the son, maybe he does want, you, he just doesn't know how he doesn't know how to forgive. Forgiveness is hard. Yes. Right. And they, he may not be in that position to forgive, but maybe he will. Maybe it, again, it's like, uh, it's One, like setting two, the scene four times. Yeah. yeah it's like setting the scene know. with somebody that, you know, that may bring them to Christ later on. You say it now. And then like for me, Bruce Lynn set the seed for me, to, a friend ago. of mine, for me to come to Christ 30 years ago at the property window at Anaheim Police Department when I was getting my patrol car to go out on patrol. He came up to me and says, hey, first, I, I just felt God has come as wants me to come to you and tell you that he loves you. And that was at a time when I was nowhere near even considering going to Christ. 
but he felt compelled to come to me. That was the first seed 30 years ago. Yes. It came to fruition just three years ago, uh, really, where he, and, and it was him again. He appeared again in my life. <laughs> it, it's a whole story that I may have to tell again because it is a pretty spectacular story. Yeah. But it was Bruce Lynn back 30 some odd years ago. And, Bruce and then Lynn again. a bunch of other seed planters and waterers that came along to water that seed and a whole bunch some of stuff. Some fire happened. burners. And yeah, and then fire yeah, yeah, and then there was a collapse and 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 some other stuff. And then it, then the seed got was found again. But in the end, Bruce was there. A little again. seedling. And it was Bruce who brought us together. The sky. 30 yes. years ago that I had not seen for something like 20 years appeared again. And then it was because of him, Hetty and I met, I'm telling you um, that, uh, that the forgiveness is one of those things too, that it may not come now, but it could be the thing that's planted that you'll see two, three years from now, who knows, six months from now, you never know. Sorry. I didn't mean to go on another rant there, but I just did. Uh, Wayne, how are you? As Paul says, why do I do the things I don't want to do and not do the things I want to do? I love that scripture. It's the war of the flesh and our sin nature. So, so true. Wow. Very cool. I'm going to get to this after we get through these. Okay. Uh, Susan says. Yep. I wrote my son an apology letter over a year ago and he's just not ready yet. I'm yeah. sorry. We'll, we'll pray for him to be ready too. Yeah. Writing those letters is, is also good. In snail mail. Yeah. <laughs> it's always been left to him, Kate says. He just asked me to let go and entrust Paul to him. Amen. Well, happy for you both. And then Thank now, you. now, and I didn't want to hook on Jesus. I saw your question, but we were on the one topic. <laughs> I didn't want to jump off because we had a bunch of comments coming in. So hooked on Jesus says. Question. Are we holding ourselves to a higher standard than God does for us if we forgive someone who hasn't asked for forgiveness? Well, I mean, to me, I think that from my understanding of scripture is we ask for forgiveness. Uh, we, we forgive that person for our own sake to be to be released of the enmity and the rancor and the malice that it keeps in our hearts. Because, right, it's it, it ends up a stronghold by the fact that it is a spirit and it, and it stays with you and manifests itself in other relationships. So again, that's why deliverance talks about going through these relationships one by one. So for me, um, there were a number of relationships and I actually, when the, the Lord walked me through, like with my daughter's father, um, we didn't have a physical conversation, but it was um, me surrendering that to the Lord. And I, and I truly have peace over forgiving him because he did only what he knew how to do, you know? So it wasn't, um, I really, I really forgive that shortcoming. And it was in order for me to move on emotionally with a partner, it required me to, to do that. So mm. it wasn't about, he never asked for forgiveness. He, he probably walks around thinking he did absolutely nothing wrong. So uh, I don't think it's ever about what the other person's expectation is. It's about our walk with Jesus and our sanctification. And my negative relationship with my ex-wife, affected our relationship negatively yes so it there, there, something needed to change it it, it was going to continue to be a little bit of a thorn on our side um and for the and, kids and for the kids absolutely yeah uh, to shock the kids like that is pretty awesome <laughs> shock <my son. laughs> that's pretty cool uh kate then says forgiveness Sorry. sets us free and sets the other person free from our judgment Yes. Mm, 
Yeah, absolutely. Wow. That was great. That took a whole new turn. Thank you everybody for participating. Yes, too. This is, I mean, that's a heavy topic. It's, it's very similar to um, a topic we had on suicide not too long ago. Yeah. That um, is, is the, these are very difficult topics to, to talk about and bring up, but important topics to, to talk yeah, about. Pastor Jack even said in the sermon, he's like, now before you run out of the room, hear me out. <laughs> he's like, because I know some of you. And he's like, there's actually people who walk out of here and, and flip me the bird uh, because they just don't want to hear what I have to say about this. So it's, it's, they're not easy concepts. Mm. They're not easy com- concepts, whether it's rape victims or molestation or, you know, all kinds of abuse that's been heaped on us um, from broken people or when we're broken ourselves. It is, uh, it's only Christ that makes us whole. It's the blood of Christ that washes us white as snow. When I see Jack next, uh, next Sunday, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask him if he could put up second service again, because I watched all three services to try to find that story. And all three services are, are, are a bit different. different yeah. Uh, unlike Mark Driscoll, who we also love, um, every one of his messages is exactly the same. I mean, he may be little Oh really? I've never listened to him. Yeah, I was, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I guess I always we always listen to Saturday night. And it wouldn't matter. You could listen to Sunday. Fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> and it's the same. He has the same message. Interesting. But uh, Jack kind of uh, kind of like me. Improvises. Yeah, you see squirrels. <laughs> and Sherry says, Joe. "I thank you for this because I have to teach on this in Sunday in Sunday school." Oh. Wow. See. Well, hopefully, God. There are no us, coincidences. Yeah. We That's hope. Fine. I mean, I, I, you know what? We pray before we go live and we, we, we meet it every time. I mean, we, it's, it's just a gift uh, every time because we really do not know what's going to happen. We know we're going to read the devotional. We know we're going to read the scripture, but what comes um, is often not what came the first time when we read it. Well, also because we don't know who the Lord sends to mm-hmm. discuss it with us. Sometimes we're just by ourselves and no one's commenting at all. Sometimes there's a lot of interaction, which gives us a chance to go off in a, in a bunch of different directions, but it's all based on the Lord showing up and doing what he wants to do in people's lives. Right. So it's such a fun. Sherry says. Only the Holy Spirit can orchestrate this. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Marcus was at uh, second service at uh, Calvary. Really wanted to see and meet you guys. Oh, that'd be great. You should come by and say hi. I'm the lady with the crazy red hair. We're usually in yeah. now in the third row. Um, <laughs> we've moved up because they blocked off the first three rows, but this last week, only the first two rows. Yes, we're, we'll get back to our normal spot, I'm sure. Um, and Sherry says it's the first time she was listening. Nice, Sherry. Thank you for showing up. Yeah. We appreciate it very much. Um, yeah, it was funny. I, I think we mentioned this yesterday, but I'll, I'll do it again. It's 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 really. I, we would love Marcos to, to to find us and come and say hi because some a gentleman came in and was walking, you know, like Bugs Bunny over our legs and feet and that kind of stuff. And he stopped. He got past us and kind of turned around and goes, "You know what? I love listening to you guys." And I, I've never seen the guy before, and yeah. it, but I thought it was so awesome that he stopped to say. Yeah, I've had a couple listens. ladies come up and tell me the same thing. So yeah, it's, it's been really, really cool. nice. So we, we love hearing from you guys uh, that see us wherever we're at um, and uh, and just say hi. And we love it. Anything else um, on our devotional here or scripture? 
Almost, I'm all, I, I came on to relax. Yeah, you've been uh, not relaxing. <laughs> Never say that. You know, I always love that thing. God, when God, when you tell God you have a plan, he makes him laugh. Yeah. Like he just goes, really? I'm, I'll show you. I was laughing. I'll show you what my plan is. <laughs> like, I'm going to relax. I was like, mm, okay. Uh, no, but I do. I, we, uh, we often, uh, you know, end the thing and go, wow, that actually was really cool. Oh, and absolutely. It, just, it's, um, it, is, it really is my time. Uh, to just kind of sit and reflect on the day sometimes and <laughs> reflect, uh, reflect on the track meet that I had to go to three times a day. Um, but uh, it is the time spending with you guys is, is really cool and a great way to end the day. We used to do the devotionals every, uh, in the morning. That's when we did them most often, but it seems like we've kind of settled into an evening thing. Yeah. It used to be abnormal to go on at night right? where we call it the late night show, like the, the weird. I don't know. I like I like recapping the day. Yeah, yeah. I really do. I think it's a great way to. You guys like it in the evening better? Day. I mean, we have different people. We than do. We had during the day. I wonder if the people during the day go where'd they go? <laughs> they no longer. They no longer broadcast during the day. Look how Jesus says. How can we support your ministry? Uh, I share it. We love. We love <laughs> yeah. when people share. Um, Social media posts, especially the YouTube channel, the Facebook channel, uh, and also Edify. That's a, that's a great one for us because we're hoping to get advertisers. And also, if you want to financially support the ministry, there's always um, there's a button. There's a donate button on the website. And um, that would be awesome. Yep. Yes. Thank you. Anything. Support any way you can. Sharing uh, and just simply showing up. And commenting yes is is amazing and little you know ha ha ha's or hearts or thumbs up never a thumbs down unless we ask for one <laughs> yeah, you can. it's okay we we do get some of those too which is uh but we haven't had anybody from twitch lately no is twitch working yeah we got yeah. a little green check mark there kate says i'm glad because it's the middle of the day in your future Yes. Yeah, for her, it is a good Thursday. time to do it. Yeah. It's Thursday. <laughs> it's Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, all right. Should we tell, especially, you know, it's Sherry. Needs Sherry to hear. has never heard our little announcement. Sherry, uh, we are part of the Edify Podcast Network, which is part of the Christian Post. And if you subscribe, it's entirely free. If you're into Christian content, in addition to subscribing to ours, there's a bunch of other cool. Uh, podcast you can listen to. This is how you get it. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. E-D-I-F-I dot app. I tell you how much I love that lipstick on you. No. I love that lipstick on you. Thank you. Uh, how do you love like my, my shirt? Love Life, a California conference. Fantastic. I wonder, um, is that the website? Lovelife.org maybe? Lovelife.org. Love yeah, go there. Uh, we're going to save some babies in California. Not fetuses. Not fetuses. Babies. Children. I apologize for those of you that were watching yesterday and I used the word fetus. 
uh, I, uh, a friend of ours wrote me and was like, please don't use that word. And I was like, I'm sorry. It's just my, in my heathen days, that's the word we used. It was, we're programmed to say that word. And so, yeah. Uh, I will take it out of my vocabulary. Cherry, where are you watching from? If it's one o'clock, are you like in Europe? East Coast. Oh. Yours. Oh my gosh, it's that late? Yes. Oh my God, I got to go tell the kids to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> they realized how late it was. Bye. Wow. <laughs> Excellent. She'll, said. She'll download it. Thank you, Sherry. Bye, Kate. Thank you. All right, my friends. We love you guys. Good night. God bless. And we will be praying for marcos yes that break the lord break the strongholds thank you lord for this time uh break the strongholds over our lives that separate us from you lord and put our thoughts and our hearts in captivity under christ jesus because he will pull down those strongholds for the sake of the blood that's in our veins for the holy spirit that dwells within us thank you jesus for giving us the new life and the old has passed away and the new has come in Jesus' mighty name we pray amen amen all right my friends we love you guys bye god bless